0: Long ago in ancient Mesopotamia, a civilization laid the foundations for Christianity, but in ways one might not expect. Hosts Denise and Buddy Wood go on a spiritual and thought provoking journey, uncovering and exploring some of Christianity's hidden truths. Join us as we unveil and
1: explore the mystery that is the remnants of Ur. Welcome to Remnants of Ur. My name is Denise Wood.
0: And I'm Buddy Wood. And last episode, we were going to talk about Ishmael, never got around to it, because the telling of our story of how we met took a little longer than what we had expected. And so we're going to go ahead and go ahead and talk about Ishmael today.
1: And this is episode 11, and it's entitled Ishmael, and it coincides with chapter 7, which is called The Descendants from the book Remnants of Ur. As mentioned before, these Bible stories have shaped our world as we know it today. Next episode, we will be concluding our story of Abraham and moving on to the story of Moses. Over the past five episodes, we have evaluated the Bible passages about a man who has made an astounding impact on our planet. Abraham was amazing in that he came from a polytheistic, blood-sacrificial culture and was able to recognize that there is only one true and living God. Abraham has been lifted up as a hero by the religions that were created by his descendants. But Abraham was human, and humans have faults. This next story is one mistake that Abraham made that contributes to unrest in the Middle East today. This is Ishmael's story. In Genesis chapter 21, it is written that just like God had spoken, Sarah bore Abraham a son, and they named him Isaac. It is written that Sarah was so happy that she said, God has made me to laugh so that all that hear will laugh with me. Miraculously, Sarah was able to bear Abraham a son in his old age. It is written that she breastfed the child, And Isaac grew strong. The Bible says that on the day that Isaac was weaned, Abraham made a great feast for his covenant son, and Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, mocking. Ishmael was probably about 16 years old at the time, and it would be understandable for him to feel resentful and be somewhat cynical because he was the firstborn, and in their culture, the firstborn son is supposed to be the greatest and the most honored but not in his case. It is clear from the passage that he and his mother were looked down upon and that Sarah loathed the very sight of them. So after the feast, Sarah approached Abraham and demanded that he cast out the bondwoman and her son. She proclaimed that the son of this bondwoman shall not be heir with her son, Isaac. This occurrence was very grievous in Abraham's sight because he loved his son, Ishmael, and he consulted with God. I believe history could have been changed that day if Abraham had put down his foot with Sarah and said, no, we are a family and we are going to learn how to love and to reside together in peace. Yes, Isaac is a covenant child and has a special purpose. And Ishmael also has a special purpose. He is my firstborn son. But that is not what Abraham did. Instead of standing up to Sarah, Abraham consulted God, and he believed that God was saying to listen to Sarah and to let the bondwoman and her son go.
0: You know, that I think we should pause just for a second here. Yeah. I mean, uh, well it's it's just it's he didn't consult with god you know what i mean he he
1: he he believed that that is what god was saying listen to sarah yeah
0: but it it's obvious that sarah was wearing the pants in that family and and that you yeah. know and i don't think she was a very nice person you
1: know, you know from from this these studies um i get the sense too that she was not a very kind i mean to beat a pregnant woman, to, you know, get that bond woman out of here, that mm-hmm. Egyptian with her son, they're not mm-hmm. going to be heirs with my son. Yeah. That's, those and, and are she's just.
0: kicking them out into the desert to die. Right. You know, there's, there's, and for Abraham to go along with that, it really shows a, a huge lack of in- integrity. And like I say, we're not trying to, uh, I mean, Abraham, poor Abraham, he's up in heaven listening to us talk about him, and I apologize to him. But we, we're examining his humanness. Right. And, and, the humanness and of how the can we
1: use his mistakes yeah. to change things today for ourselves in a spiritual sense
0: yeah.
1: as we walk with God? Yeah. So the next morning, Abraham rose up early and sent Hagar and Ishmael away. He sent them out into the desert with limited provisions, and without a miracle, they would surely die. It is written that later, when the jug of water ran out, Hagar put Ishmael under the foliage of a bush to shade him from the sun. She walked away weeping because she could not bear to watch the death of her son. I I just want to point out that the, the grief, not only the grief that Hagar was feeling, but Ishmael he was sent away by his father and uh you know the feeling of that rejection must have been excruciating and it's apparent by the next passages in the bible that he was weeping before god mm-hmm. after hagar walked away she cried out to god and god answered now this is the second time that we see god interacting with hagar mm-hmm. the first time was when the angel found her by the fountain and prophesied to her about her pregnancy. During that encounter, she called God the God that sees me, which could be interpreted as a God who understands my heart. Yes, That's like a very personal yeah, connection it, with God that Hagar had.
0: Yeah, I mean, and this shows, again, the, the true nature of God. You know, God wasn't in on him getting kicked out of the house.
1: I, I don't believe so either. You know, I really uh, don't.
0: But yet
1: it's presented throughout history as that was God's perfect will.
0: Yeah, and and it wasn't his perfect will at Mm -hmm. all. His perfect will would have been for them just to be a, a family.
1: To learn how to love each other. Yeah. Yeah. It is written that God heard Ishmael, and the angel of God spoke to Hagar out of the heavens and said, "'Fear not, God has heard the voice of the lad.'" Arise, lift him up, and hold his hand, for I will make him a great nation. God opened her eyes, and she saw a well of water. She filled the bottle and gave the boy to drink. And it is written that God was with the lad. He grew, and he became an archer. And, you know, there's several meanings of archer in the Bible. A spiritual archer is one who can hit the bullseye. Yeah. hit the target. Also, the archers of those days were great military men.
0: Yeah. I just find that so remarkable that the Ishmael was blessed with the presence of God. Yes. God, and God was with him. And so he walked with God. Yes. You know, that is so amazing to me. Me it too, is because it's, it's
1: exactly the opposite of what we were always taught. Yeah. So Hagar and Ishmael dwelt in the wilderness of Paran, and Hagar took him a wife out of the land of Egypt. Ishmael's descendants would later become the Arab nations. Wow. It is clear to see how this Bible passage is divisive, and when people of the Muslim faith take the pilgrimage to Mecca, they see a reenactment of a frantic Hagar searching for water in the desert for her dying son. It keeps the painful memory alive in this generation, continually reliving the day that Ishmael was sent away, while Isaac got to remain with his father. It is a great example of how a story that is passed down from thousands of years ago still keeps the fire of resentment burning between two cultures today. And what I find interesting is that the Muslim faith does not practice regular blood sacrifice to Allah. The only time they slaughter animals is during their annual feast in Mecca, and the animals are consumed for food, and the excess is donated to the needy.
0: That's all for this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested, our book, Remnants of Ur, is available on Amazon. If you have any questions or comments, our email is remnantsover at gmail.com.